Hello, and welcome back to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a self-help resource for people living with herpes. Overall, it's a sexual health communications tool that gives people the, hopefully, confidence to be able to disclose their herpes status to partners and for people who are curious about the virus and navigating the stigma of it or dating relationships, healthcare. This is a good place for you to come and receive information that's going to help you with just communicating about it. Um, all right, I guess like now that we got that off the, out of the way, um, I mentioned herpes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with continuing to speak about herpes in a way that doesn't make me feel like I'm just enabling people to come through here and look forward to the next week's podcast episode and not go out into the real world and apply the stuff that is being learned and expressed and taught on this podcast platform. Um, I don't know exactly what a shift would look like. I think maybe more of the solo podcast episodes that I've done, which interesting enough, I hear more from people about those podcast episodes than I do about the herpes-related podcast. And I don't know if it's just that the messaging has, um, it, it's just hit its peak and that's it. Like, we got enough here. But the audience isn't really telling me what y'all's needs are anymore. And so, um, yeah, it's really looking like I just need to continue to just do whatever <laughs> feels right. And what feels right today is um, the title of this will be Me Vs. Me. And when you think it, when you say it, I want for you to plug yourself into that space of me. I don't want it to be you versus you because then we can externalize that as well. I want for this to be something that that triggers stimulation from within when you think it, when you say it. And as I go through whatever it is that comes out verbally through this podcast, for you to find whatever parallels match up for yourself. And so the reason that I wanted to speak to the topic of me versus me is because I'm realizing, I've realized, uh, I'm at a point of I've realized and decided to make changes. And I'm seeing it work for me. I'm watching the shit pay off. I've been in my own way uh, for a lot of aspects of my life, relationships, friendships, work, my passion, uh, hobbies, um, and work. All of these things I've been in my own way about, and it's taken for me to give myself permission to challenge the things that I assumed are the norm. And as I start to challenge things, it's funny what ways the stuff that I've been surrounded by makes its way into my range of perspective, like makes itself visible to me. Or maybe I just essentially clean my lenses so I can just see what was already there. Perfect example would be I play video games, right? And... On Call of Duty, um, I know a lot of y'all probably won't really resonate with this, but if you are dating someone who plays Call of Duty, and you may understand the concept of killing the other team, like you gotta shoot the bad guys, right? So there's a mode on there that's like last team standing, and usually it's up to four people, and I play with my friends that I know in real life. So oftentimes, like I'll catch myself, like I want to bring them back because you can bring your players back to life if you have enough money and you can go to a station where you spend the money and revive your players, your team. So you can do that. And like I would rely on them to get the win because oftentimes it comes at the cost of the enemies knowing where you are and you get the shit shot out of you or you just die in this gas that's closing. Kind of like on Hunger Games, how the bubble shrinks until... It's everybody on top of each other until the last person standing. So like lately, uh, I've been challenging that, the belief that my teammates will get the job done and that I can't trust myself. 
And I, I, I made that decision to trust myself. And I did that shit. And I won like a few times. And I can't tell you how hype I was, right? So that's one example of me, you know, getting out of my own way because it's my own belief. Like my teammates just want me to win the game. They don't care how I do it. Like they don't care that I bring them back to do it. They just want the win. So I had a belief that, you know, oh, it'll be better if they do it. Like they'll they'll love me for it. Uh, and that's kind of what my internal dialogue has been. So I offered that example to show you how it plays a role in my life in addition to how I do things with something positive for positive people because some changes are going to have to be made. And, you know, that's just the reality of it. For so long, over the last five years, five and a half years that I've been running this podcast, my ego has been something that I've tried to keep out of the mix. And I recognize that the more that I've tried to keep it out, the more that it's made itself like bigger. And what I mean by that is I don't charge people for anything. I don't ask people for money. Like I'll ask for donations. You know, if you found value in this, like I invite you to make a donation. But uh, as a nonprofit, we can accept donations. So just general kindness of people's hearts. And so I have not wanted to ask for donations. And I've had like a mental barrier to uh, getting funding and asking for money because this should be like a goodwill thing that people just want to support. And reality is like, that ain't how the world works. You know, I look at the amount of time and energy that I've put into something positive for positive people over all this time. And it's come at a cost while it may not have been all money. Like, yeah, it costs to run the website. It costs to run the podcast. It costs to go and do these interviews. Yeah. But the time the time that has been invested here, because now I have a job and I'm working part time and now it's come down to, OK, do I want to make money or do I want to um, move my passion forward and still make money? Right. And I'm finding myself more so going to work and investing more into work and I'm feeling myself slip away from doing what I'm supposed to be doing with something positive for positive people, which is why I moved out to Oregon in the first place, so that I could progress something positive for positive people into a full-time business nonprofit organization that I'll be able to do more with, pay myself, and also be able to continue the mission moving forward. So I, I've caught myself, like, in the past having pride in being the only organization, the only person that serves people with herpes that doesn't charge people for calling, for like just talking to me or coaching essentially or um, giving people templates for disclosures. And that was something that I was really attached to and proud of. And it was in therapy. You know, my therapist was explaining to me that I am the expert on what it is that I'm bringing to this space. My experiences, the experiences being brought to me, the surveys, the time that's going into it. And he was like, I cannot and will not really be able to help people if I'm not helping myself. I won't be able to have the kind of impact that I'm saying that I want to have if I'm not in a place to where I can provide that impact. So for instance, like, 2020, I know I've said this several times now, but when the pandemic hit and I was getting an astronomical amount of money uh, compared to what I normally would get, I was paying for people to get therapy. And through that, I don't think I really talked about this, but there were several people who would miss sessions, wouldn't take it seriously. And through that experience, like I've learned that many people don't value things unless they have to put money to them. Or unless they have some sort of skin in the game. Because when people hit me up, I'm like, oh, great. Like, here, I'll pay for you to get therapy. Like, that that doesn't work for a business sustainably. It also doesn't work for a nonprofit, regardless of, like, goodwill don't pay the bills. Like, just flat out. You know, there's internet bill, the cell phone bills, the website, the IRS tax compliance, everything that I've done so far. Like, thankful. I'm so thankful that. There have been people who've donated, but also like things that I should be paid for, conferences, speaking engagements, trainings, 
that money goes straight to the nonprofit so that I can continue to do these things. And I'm able to, to not pay myself because now I have a job. And I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, you know, if I didn't have this part-time job, like how much more would I have poured into something positive for positive people from this empty cup? And I'm catching myself in this space of being like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. And it's not that I've gotten rid of my ego. Like there's still some ego there and not in the traditional sense of, oh my God, I'm better than everybody because I'm doing more or like I'm cocky, arrogant and all that shit. But my ego in the sense of look how good of a person I am. Look how much people like me. Look how much people trust me. Right. And it's my fault. Like I've conditioned the people who find me to um, not necessarily, you know, value the time that we do have together. Like I got five years worth of interviews of things that I've said. And if people got questions, they can get them answered by going into that space and exploring that. And if there needs to be more of a personalized approach, like I don't care, like I talk to everybody. But I think that I've had this covert expectation that if I do good, good will be returned in the sense of, all right, you know, I'm doing this. I did this for you for free. Hopefully you consider making a donation so that I can do this for someone else for free. And that ain't how this works. Um, the, I've asked, you know, at the end of talking to people, you know, if you found this helpful and you want to consider making a donation, please do. And I'd say about 50% of people I talk to have made a donation. Um, some people have said they would, and maybe they just haven't gotten to it yet. Maybe they forgot. But what I'm seeing is that there is more of a need for me to value my time. And I've always been the kind of person who um, I have essentially lowered my way of living so that I have more for myself to live. So, for example, I sold my car, which means I'm not paying 300 whatever dollars a month. I don't have to pay $200 in insurance. I don't have to pay for gas. Like, that's about $700 right there. I moved in with somebody where rent is significantly, uh, like, all of, my, all of my living expenses are just into one monthly payment. So I pay this much money a month and that includes the internet and everything for me and that's that's clutch for me so i have re minimized my way of life and i've found much more joy and pleasure in living that life through being able to like travel like i also don't drink near as much as i used to i mean i might drink once or twice a month at this point and with doing that, I'm seeing how much money I've saved and I'm seeing what I'm able to do with the money that I've saved. And like, I enjoy traveling and I wasn't moved enough by just doing good and goodwill and sacrificing, you know, my livelihood just so other people can have a little bit of livelihood for themselves. Like that didn't motivate me. That didn't move me. It was until I put myself in this situation and like, I'm now I'm like, yo, I got a, a, this is a lifestyle change. Like I enjoy traveling. I'm enjoying the experiences that I'm having. Like I'm about to leave the country for the first time. So my cost of living is going up <laughs> because I have now become acclimated or accustomed to a lifestyle that like I want to indulge in more and I want to experience more. Like I want to, I'm going to Berlin and I want to go to Canada. I want to go to Australia. I want to see these places. I want to meet up with, you know, the people that I've been becoming friends with through social media. And in order for me to do that, like I have to either work more at <laughs> where I work at or something's going to have to change like business wise and structure wise for the amount of time that's going in here because I'm liking traveling a lot more than I'm liking you know, getting blown off by people on podcast recordings, getting rejected for 
applying for funding and grants and uh, having a follow up with people about commitments that they made and making donations. I'm really, you know, it's 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 not burnout. It's just, um, I don't know. I, w- I would be curious to know what the opposite of burnout is. I don't have that language right now, but whatever the opposite of that is, is what I'm inspiration, maybe like I'm inspired and I'm motivated by the ability to go and do things that I'm enjoying. And not to say that I don't enjoy the podcast, but it's like, why would I continue to endure those things when I can go and enjoy and experience these things, the things of that, that come with the experiences of traveling, right? So, I mean, that all said, like, I'm unsure exactly how to structure this, but uh, someone gave me some guidance on how to do that. Like, hey, here's a recommended donation amount. Here's what the donations, like at $200, you'll be able to pay for someone to have a cluster of sessions of therapy. At this much money, you'll pay for whatever, whatever, and just like go down the list. But, you know, I look at everything that I do, and when I find the mean I don't know if you remember the mean from uh <laughs> from algebra class or something but um it's like the average of the jobs that I do and when I sat down and looked at it I was like damn dude I really don't value myself and therefore people don't value me and so I am the podcast host podcast editor podcast producer I'm the social media manager content creator I'm the coach I talk to each and every person who reaches out Um, I'm essentially like the librarian of the Something Positive for Positive People archives, directing people to specific episodes, oftentimes like just even having a conversation with them. I'm still the executive director of a nonprofit organization. I'm the marketing director. I'm the founder. I'm also like the secretary because I organize all of the board meetings. I'm the cold caller for these healthcare um, organizations where I'm reaching out about Um, working together on the practice simulations with sex educators that I mentioned. I'm the person who's applying for grants. I'm the person who's doing every piece of the administrative role. I'm keeping up with the budgets. I'm the marketing director. I'm tracking all of the donations. I'm constantly um, seeking donations as well as funding. I'm the one that's going to the conferences and the speaking events, applying for them, looking for them. And when you average all of those jobs out, Like that's at least a dozen roles that I just mentioned. That's 12 roles. And now looking at, you know, the amount of time that's gone into that versus what's coming out of that amount of time. Like I'm I'm here to express to y'all like why there's going to be structural changes because I can't continue to operate this way. And if I do, then something positive for positive people won't continue to exist as something positive for positive people. My board member's been on my ass for years at this point. The three, oh, is it three years? It's 2022. Yeah, the three years that something positive for positive people has been a nonprofit. You know, they've been telling me, yo, you need to pay yourself, Courtney, you need to pay yourself. And again, back to the ego thing. Like my ego would not allow for me to get paid. And this is where the me versus me comes in because I really had to sit with that. Well, what is it that I'm getting out of not being paid? I'm I'm liked. I'm like more popular. I'm different than the other herpes coaches or people who post social media content and they're like, here's how much my coaching is. Like I didn't I, I looked and I seen people charging six hundred, three hundred dollars for a twenty minute conversation. And I know that people are paying for it because people reach out and they're like, Wow, you know, I I paid this much for this person and I didn't get near as much of value that I got from talking to you. I'm like, oh, you know, that that feels great. Yeah, you like me. That makes me feel good. But again, like being liked, that person got $300. Like they they can go to, they, that's a round trip flight to San Diego from where I'm at. <laughs> and then some. And meanwhile, like I'm just being liked. So I had to really break down what's important to me and get out of my own way for working my way into the space of getting um, what's important to me. So that said, like my values are still what my values have been liberation, peace, um, evolution. 
And so this is a moment where I'm evolving. This is a moment where like I'm recognizing that there's an inner conflict and chaos because I felt for so long that, you know, if people don't like me, then that's going to be a bad thing. If I tell people, hey, you know, I'm asking for money here for this service that you're asking me for, you know, feeling a little bit of guilt about that. And someone said to me, it was actually, uh, I was having a conversation with Stephanie Zapata and Justine. I always mess up her last name, but these are two sex educators of color. And we were talking about how me not knowing and speaking to and charging for what my worth is, has, is a way of like upholding the status quo in terms of oppression and missing out at a seat at the table. I wish I could remember the exact words because when, when they said it, as I was like bells and whistles went off in my head, y'all. It went off in my head. And I got to see that because um, even with the last, I, I spoke at a conference, I have a training come up. I asked for a lot more money than I normally would have. And there hasn't been any resistance. Like one of the um, organizations has already, uh, we got the paperwork in place. So I know that I'm going to be paid for that. And it was just like, wow, this, this switch just flipped. And here I am. You know, and I'm not going to say like for people who, you know, you clearly can't afford what it is that I'm going to be selling in a sense or whatever. Like I, I want for this to be accessible to everybody. And that's been a big reason why I've not put up any kind of a paywall. So the podcast is going to continue to be free because there's a lot of very useful information in the podcast. Anybody who reaches out, like, I'm going to talk to you. Like, we'll, we'll have our conversation. I'll support you in whatever way. And, you know, I'm always going to ask, like, I, I recommend or suggest, you know, a donation amount. Now, if we need to revisit, like, getting Courtney's advice, if we need to talk about, you know, more stuff than what's in the free resources that are out there, y'all, I got five years worth of content. Five years. From podcasts, from uh, Oh You Have Herpes, Well My Legs Don't Work, episode one, up until episode numerically 247 with Lean Into Your Insecurities with Safe Slut, to this podcast episode 248, Me Vs. Me. And there's bonus episodes in between there. So there's roughly 270 podcast episodes of useful information that is out there for the entire world, the internet, to to receive, take in, um, put to use, and also like share. I'm seeing that people also don't, you know, share the information. And like, I don't, I understand, I get it. But we, I, at something positive for positive people ain't making no progress forward if people aren't willing to share this useful resource that people are claiming is so helpful to them. And, you know, again, going back to the value thing, people have a significant higher amount of value in what they put their money towards, what they put their focus to. Like people will be like, oh, I'm having a time of my life at this bar. They got the best burger. The beers are cheap. And I'm, I'm having this one hour experience that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're going to have that replicated over and over and over again. So let's say that $25 you spend on a burger and a couple of beers, you at that bar three, four hours, you socialize, you have a good time, you leave, you, you, you're going to do that same thing somewhere else. You might come back, but the experience that you have isn't going to be something that really factors into your overall quality of life. And here we are with this podcast and like supposedly life-changing conversations that I have with people and you know, I don't get that kind of praise. I don't get people shouting from the mountaintops, something positive for positive people saved my life, changed my life. I was suicidal. I got diagnosed with herpes and I had a conversation with Courtney Brame. Courtney Brame is doing amazing work. I would love to see him succeed. I would love to see his organization grow and expand and for the CDC to partner with him and support his work for healthcare providers to use something positive for positive people as a resource. I don't get that. <laughs> um, and being on the other side of it, like if I were a listener of this podcast, if I were someone who engaged with me and can honestly say that, you know, my life was changed after the a conversation that I had, like I, I give people their flowers. You know, I, I listened to a podcast episode, uh, Royal Fetish this morning, actually, and hearing jazz, Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir talk about 
um, sexuality in the black community and like how um, bisexuality is viewed and speaking to like exploring your sexuality. Um, like that's, that's a very taboo topic. Like that's the closest thing I have to a white person who gets diagnosed with herpes and uh, to compare as a black person who um, is like, okay, am I, am I too queer to be considered straight or am I too straight to be considered queer? Where do I belong? Is queer stuff white people shit? Is my manliness and masculinity something that is challenged by the fact that I'm non-monogamous or that I'm into kink and BDSM or that I'm in open relationships? And how does that conflict with my blackness? Like, Asking these questions within the black community and challenging your own blackness and sexuality is taboo. To every everyone who's non-black, having herpes is taboo. Like here I am at the cusp of both of those things. And so, like, for me, it that inverse of uh being on the receiving end of some very useful content. And like, I just enjoy the conversation. I posted that shit to my Instagram. I put the podcast episode in there. I posted that shit to my Twitter. I'd even post it on Facebook. In fact, like I might do that next. Like the only reason I didn't was because it just didn't cross my mind until now. And I don't know if I can tag them on Facebook, if they're on Facebook. Uh, but I, like, that's where I'm at. Like that's how supportive I am of the things that I consume, appreciate and enjoy. And with that being said, like, I ain't, I don't want to, you know, pressure people to do that because I understand that everybody's at a different place with their herpes diagnosis. And um, to say that we sought out help, like, that's unheard of. That's taboo. That's a sign of, quote, weakness. Or that's not something that we're supposed to do. And so what I'm presenting here is an opportunity for you as a listener to get out of your own way you know look at this as it's me versus me because if other people don't know what we're going through how can though how can they be obstacles how can they help us how can they be supportive right and if this is something that's helpful to you you know like this is how we connect with people i can't tell you like, since putting myself out there, I, I'll give you this example. I went to, uh, there's a dating app here, uh, well, that people have access to. And this dating app has been doing in-person events. And I've been going to the in-person events. And I've had at least five, one, two, three, four, four people for sure who have started conversations with me saying that they follow me on Instagram and uh, that they've heard or listened to my podcast and they've shared their stories with me about having tested positive for herpes, right? And so there are people who are in the spaces that we're in and we're sharing. Like you could be the person that somebody might follow you. You share something that you found useful on the Something Positive for Positive People platform, whether it be the podcast, whether it be a post on social media, whether it be uh, a, a lesson or a nugget from the conversation that you've had with me whether it be even therapy, like y'all, I've paid for people to get therapy and this is out of my pocket and with some donations and these people will never tell a soul that therapy was so useful to them and that they came to something positive for positive people. I should be getting referrals out the ass for people coming here, beating down my door to, to get a therapist. Like that's the reality of it. And you know, I'm, 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 I'm getting like a little bit passionate. I don't want y'all to think I'm bitching at y'all as listeners who haven't taken any action um, or supported, but this is more of like a call to action for you to, again, look at this as a me versus me thing. In what ways are you in your own way? In what ways can you remove yourself and get out of your own way and start to refocus, reshift, readjust whatever it is that you're focused on, where your money's going, where your attention is, and bring that into yourself. I was having a conversation with uh, one of my friends who's a, a life coach, and this was something that I said to her. I was like, yo, I think that what you do is you do a really good job of, you know, taking a person's focus, like they might be focused on drugs and alcohol, uh, they might be focused on pursuing and prioritizing relationships. You do this thing where you 
very well redirect their spotlight where they're focusing from that thing and you show them what they could be focusing on if they were to give a little less attention to that thing and apply that same quality of attention to something else, something else being themselves. And I keep talking about this whole self thing. I talk about self, like I, the process of becoming self. I, it's not like a, it's a working definition right now. And I look at it as self-discovery, self-exploration, self-awareness, self-education, self-expression. All of these things are components of reconnecting with the self, yourself, and identifying who, what that is and who that is by uncoupling yourself from whatever things just no longer serve you. You know, so if... Um, you find yourself very strongly resonating with or identifying as a man, because this is what I'm dealing with, my masculinity. Like I'm reverse engineering what masculinity means to me, uncoupling the things that haven't worked for me throughout my life, and I'm defining what it means to be masculine for myself. And as I do this, you know, I hope that me putting it out loud on display is supporting other people. But like, this is again, like, this is a, the free shit that I'm doing. Like, I, I have, again, a dozen job titles, y'all, a dozen of them things. And then I also have a part time job that fortunately is paying the bills and supporting me in transitioning into this lifestyle that I'm starting to like so much that involves travel, more traveling, less drinking. So I talk about my own greatest insecurity. My greatest insecurity has been my finances. And I mean that in the sense of like, it's been my greatest insecurity, even above herpes, y'all. And that says a lot because if you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely someone who has herpes. And if you don't, I'm glad that you're here because you're learning. And the insecurity of herpes has no value in reference to my insecurity about how much money I have and my income. And I've really leaned into that. Like I fucking moved to Portland, y'all, with $5,000. I had $5,000, two suitcases. I didn't even have a place to live at one point when I was making the decision to move here. And getting out of my own way, that negative self-talk, like that voice shut the fuck up once I made the decision and once I committed, once I was intentional about it. I didn't know that I was going to get the $10,000 grant that I had to live here in order to qualify for and I didn't find out about that until damn near six months after I moved here. Like I didn't get that until then. But the first, second day that I was here, I get presented this opportunity for a part-time job. I took that shit. And like from there, the financial insecurity started to dissipate. But like it was a point, man. I was looking at my fucking bank account and I was like, yo, I'm finna have to move back home. I'm, I'm finna have to do something else. But I got here. One of my board members, her partner had, uh, he was renting out his place. His tenant just happened to have been moving out the day that I was moving in. And we were able to just smoothly transition that over. Um, I mentioned, you know, getting that part-time job. The funding finally came through a few months later. And like, I sat on my ass. Like I had to make decisions. I like going out drinking and dancing and partying and trying to hook up with people. I fucking love that shit. But I had to put that on pause. Because it was more important to me to be successful here than it was for me to be drunk, have a hangover, maybe get laid, maybe not get laid. That became much more important to me. And again, me versus me. I'm moving things out of the way that don't serve me. Again, uncoupling my identity from habits, patterns that aren't even mine. Like behaviors that ain't even mine, y'all. <laughs> uncoupling myself from those things has been life changing. It's been game changing. Game changing. And so, you know, now, you know, this is more of like a, a, a prereq, like a heads up, like things are going to be changing because they have to. And I'm not, you know, like the ego thing. So I want to like clear that up here too, because I, I, caught myself like really conf conflicted about what things are going to look like from an ego perspective. So it was very egoic of me to think that I can run a business without making any money. It was egoic of me to think that 
I'll be so liked that someone will just come along and want to just, you know, handle the behind the scenes stuff or something positive for positive people. They'll want to just give me money because they like what I'm doing so much. And that ain't the reality. The reality is I am blocking people from being able to see the value and my worth of running this organization. There are social media influencers out there. Information is free. Like y'all can get the information anywhere. But what's being offered here is something that's so much greater than that. Like if you want to just consume information, do that. However, like I have to now place value on my time for the exchange of information in the way that it's supposed to be um, applied practically for you to not need to keep consuming information. You know, we live in a time, y'all, where it's capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy, all these buzzwords that are floating around the sex education space, social media. The only way of challenging this shit is for us to be able to explore our own pleasure. And I think it was Bell Hooks who said that. Bell Hooks, Audre Lorde, these are two names that have recently come into my realm of perspective that really resonate with a lot of what I'm speaking to about identity. And they've been talking about this, you know, before I started talking about this. So maybe there was something that sparked the um, thought process within me that they've done. And here we are, like now, I'm, as I do this, I'm getting names, I'm getting language, I'm getting words. And for us to not continue to just consume, 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 and become producers and creators, like that's what something positive for positive people is. You come here, you don't come here to be down and beat yourself up and feel bad and, you know, just get a little bit of a, a itch scratched for your herpes support or maybe your nihilism or to have reassurance that you ain't crazy. Like cause some of the stories on here are dark and, and scary and people put themselves in uncomfortable situations. But at the end of it all, like we're all positive people. We all have that capability of going out into the world and living it in the way that we choose to. Are you going to? And if you've been somebody who listens to this shit every day or every week for the last five years, or if you're new here and you're just binge listening through episodes and you find yourself here, you know, ask yourself what you want out of this. Ask yourself how, if you are, are you even in your own way when it comes to looking at the, um, when it comes to looking at the the possibility of being able to have the kind of relationship you want, career you want, passion that you want, you know, like let's let's talk, like let's talk through this shit, and let's also put it into practice. Like I can't, I I, I got to be more mindful of my time, y'all. And I've finally come to a place of recognizing what my worth is. Um, and now I have to really be able to communicate that to y'all, y'all being the consumers of this content, because I want for y'all to be able to become producers of your own shit. I want for y'all to become your own advocates. I want for you to be able to take this and apply it. So if we never have a conversation, then that means I did my job. That means you came here, you got what you needed and you left. And if I am going to do my job then that means that if you need more than what this podcast has to offer, reach out to me and we will work together. This is going to be work. This is going to be something I'm going to ask for you to um, take inventory on whatever your priorities are and go from, you know, continuing to focus on, give attention to and invest in the thing that isn't giving you something to something that hopefully will give you something. And like, I'm, I'm again, I'm not bitching. It's just a realization that I had and I'm constantly being pushed by the universe in these different directions of or in the same direction of Courtney, you need to pay yourself. Courtney, you need to have you need to know what your value is. People don't value the services and the resources and the time that goes into it. Y'all looking for a therapist is hard. Do you know how many people I've looked for therapists for? And again, for free and I'm, I'm losing money doing it. I'm paying for the shit. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, you know, to say out loud now, but that's 
that's the case. That's been the case. This is what I do. I fucking love what I do, but I recognize how easy it is for me to slip into old behavior patterns to potentially fall out of love with this and not, not necessarily in the way of, oh man, I'm bitter. Ain't nobody giving me money. Ain't nobody paying me for uh, what it is I'm doing. Nobody appreciates me. People like me, but it's a thing like, do I want to be liked more than I want to do be respected? Nah, I want to be respected more than I want to be liked. And that's a, this is hard for me to say all of this, this whole podcast itself is very hard. It's challenging. It's vulnerable because I haven't had to speak like this and I've blocked out for so long the thought processes of it. But like, man, dude, like, woo, running the business, if you somebody who runs a business, like shout out to you. If you somebody who thinking about running the business, like get, be committed. You got to commit to this shit. This is not easy. And it's long days, it's long nights, it's long hours. It's, you know, you might need to take naps. You might need to, you may not even be able to sleep. I had a day, I got in at 2 a.m. because my flights was delayed. I got to sleep a little bit on the plane. I got home at about 3.30. I still had to brush my teeth. I had to wash my face. I had to get some sleep. I had to get up early. I had to do, um, I had to do uh, a podcast. I had to do an intro call. I had to go into work. I had to go to physical therapy. I made a commitment for something right after physical therapy ended, y'all. I was exhausted, but that's part of what it means to run a business. That's part of what it means to literally pursue your passion and to um, to to really commit to this shit, man. Like it requires, you know, the 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 know how and tools of running a business. So. I am asking of y'all, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing well in the social media department, censorship, and the fact that I talk about sex, sexual health, sex education, a lot of us sex educators are, and yes, I'm calling myself a sex educator too now, like this is, this is what I'm doing, I'm educating people about sex, no, I don't have a degree in sexuality, I got five years experience of interviewing people about their sex lives, 270 whatever podcast episodes at this point, you can listen to online, the information is out there, it's available, it's accessible, but like I'm tired of fucking people making me or me making myself because ain't nobody else doing it me making myself feel you know less than just because i haven't taken the same route and people tell me oh maybe you should go to school you should become no because that's not where people are like the people that i'm serving are not in the academic space the people that i've gone to support groups with who i'm engaging with i'm talking to I'd be too focused on school to be able to ever connect with y'all. And the stuff that I'm learning in school or would learn in school would be shit that is so far disconnected from the current um, the current state of where we are that it wouldn't even be useful to y'all. All I would be doing is going to school, looking at history, bringing that into the present space and trying to apply that to what's happening now. Yeah, we don't need that. We need presence. We need motherfuckers here now that are going to show up, do the work, put the work in. And also be able to support themselves and also be able to continue to have an impact on the world. And that's me. Like, that's where I'm standing. Like, I'm putting my fucking feet down and I'm doubling down in, doubling down on and putting my fucking feet down on that something positive for positive people is the go-to organization for people who are living with herpes. Hands down, like this is where you, this is where you go. This is where you find yourself. This is where you get the useful information that you need. This is where you have your identity validated. Here's where you learn to have an anti-stigmatizing approach to sexual health communication. And this is where you learn about sex positivity and you learn from other people's experiences about how they're navigating the stigma of living with herpes. And I've for so long, man, I've been again in my own way. Because I've tried to mold the messaging into fit where into places where it doesn't, you know, it belongs. Yeah, but it's not what it is. And I've dumbed it down to being about mental health, allyship, stigma, um, mental health. Uh, I said mental health already. Uh, and what was the other thing? Like HIV, curable STIs. The reality is I interview people with herpes. This is self-help for people who might have found this resource because they were struggling with herpes stigma. 
and I haven't I haven't been true to that, and that's my fault. I've devalued the worth of my product and service so much that other people don't value it, and it's not a big deal to the CDC, the National Coalition of SCD Directors, because it's not a communicable or reportable, whatever the word is, disease. And that's my fault because over the last five years, I've tried to wiggle my way in and be like, well, look, like we talk about HIV and chlamydia, bam, herpes. It don't work like that. That covert shit ain't working no more. So I'm making noise in this space as a fucking herpes education advocacy platform that, you know, this is what we can use as a way of learning how to communicate about our sexual health. Because all in all, that's what this is. That's what this started as. That's what it's going to be. And so when I'm starting to present at these conferences or speak to these things, like I've been validated in that, you know, Courtney, you do a great job talking about herpes. Why don't you have like keynote speeches at these organizations? Because it's affected. So many people are affected by it. Like I've got nurses, healthcare providers, and people who are just like, they're at work behind the scenes and they share with me, oh, this person said this thing and it made me feel bad. And some people are like, hey, I dropped your name. We got this resource that we put out. Uh, we put out for something positive for positive people. We want to work with y'all. Like, yes, I love that shit. Like I, I need more of that. But I have to you know, be able to reward action and the rewarding of the action is going to come at the cost of something like we're going to have to we, we got to start doing something like, again, I'll talk to anybody for the first time. You know, if you reach out and you got your questions, you want to talk like, let's do that. Like, we'll we'll conclude that conversation. But like after the initial one, like we we got to we got to talk about a payment. We got to negotiate payments and you know, I don't care at this point, like I'm caring less about what other people think of me and more about what I think of me. And I'm starting to feel bad about myself for not acknowledging what my worth is and upholding my own boundaries in relation to um, being able to run this nonprofit. Because like, yeah, like I said, I got a part time job and that money is like that's that's my money. And I'm, I'm taking that shit. And I'm going traveling. I'm taking care of myself feed myself and I'm enjoying myself and I here I am with a whole organization that I can also do the same thing for for myself and other people if I just run this shit like I know to run this shit which is a business something positive for positive people is a business and I ain't treating it like one <laughs> I have not been treating this shit like a business y'all and you know if I um, sorry, I had to log in the website because I'm about to upload this podcast like right now before I leave because I'm about to go to work. <laughs> this is this is my life. Like I'm I'm happy. Uh, hold on, that ain't right. I don't even know the password. Oh shit! And that's another thing, keeping up with the passwords, right? <laughs> but this is me versus me. I've had to look at where I'm focusing my attention. And then decide where I want my attention to be focused. And I'm bringing it into myself. I'm bringing it more into something positive for positive people. Because I am spending way too much time at my part-time job. Like, flat out. I should not be spending this much time going back and forth to this job. I love it. I love what I do. I'm enjoying myself. But I moved here to run something positive for positive people. And... uh it's 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 slowly but surely i'm seeing it <laughs> i'm seeing it work its way into the back burner because like, i'm thinking like oh man you know if i pick up a few more hours i can make oh and i don't want to fall into that trap and a friend of mine like we we have conversations pretty regularly about what our goals are what our uh, intentions are and where we are in terms of uh feeling stuck or what we need work-wise money life and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm catching it. I'm catching us in this space of becoming complacent or like wanting to adjust our lifestyles in a way that allows for us to just continue to do what we're doing rather than doing more of what we love doing. And that's really what this is about, man. And I, I hope that y'all respect that. I hope that y'all acknowledge that. And I hope that um, if, you know, 
you are unable to pay for whatever it is that you need, that someone will have paid it forward um, or that you're able to find what it is that you're looking for through the website, through the resources that I share um, or through, um, you know, the, the initial conversation that we have. Cause I, I got, I gotta put value to this. Cause I'm seeing people like, I, I can't keep doing this to myself and it's eating me up and making me feel like less of a person because I'm not putting into practice, like what I'm telling y'all to do. I'm telling y'all to know your worth and then don't settle for anything that's less than what your worth is. Right. How I'm going to sit up here and not do I mean, not do the same shit. I had a friend of mine once tell me, he was like, do you listen to your own podcast? And I just kind of made like this dumb face. I was like, damn, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. You mean that I'm not practicing what I preach. You mean that I'm not, like I'm out here essentially living a life of hypocrisy. So I'm, I'm setting the price. <laughs> Jay-Z said, he said, just set the price on niggas and live your life, my nigga. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what Courtney got to do. So all this said, you know, this was not a very herpes in-depth detail podcast. You know, I just spoke to myself leaning into my biggest insecurity, which happens to have been my finances and come out of the other side of this in a way that like I've uncoupled my identity with my finances and my worth based on how much money I make. And I'm seeing that it's not about that. It's just about knowing what your worth is, respecting that, honoring that and practicing, um, receiving from that place like receiving what you are worth because anything less than that you're being taken from okay so i hope that this was a useful episode for you i'm gonna continue to do the podcast from this place of just like genuine offering like this is my genuine offering to the world to the listeners um and i ask that you know you ask yourself you versus you me versus me right I want you to say that, me versus me. What's the obstacle that's keeping me from supporting something positive for positive people and being the the next American Red Cross in terms of size and how big it is and what it does? Because therapy is a big fucking deal. Like, I don't think people realize this, but I pay for people to get therapy. And therapy is such a hot topic right now. And it's so needed. But, like, ain't nobody saying that. Like, people don't even know. People don't know I got a podcast. People only know I got an Instagram. People don't know that I provide this service. People don't know they can donate. People don't know it's a nonprofit. And like I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to it. I'm just talking to people who already know this. So it's also common that like when new people find me through one of these ways, one of these formats, it's almost as if, um, you know, like that's it. Like they, they find me, and that's that's the extent of it. But like I want to challenge you to. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. So, like, if you want to utilize me for services, we can talk about that. Like, inquire. You can email me. Message me on Instagram. Like, we can talk about and um, we can talk about what it'll look like. What what it is that you need. Because if you just listen to podcast episodes, like, yay, I'm glad that that helps. But there's so much more work to be done. And I'm putting my shit out there for y'all to be able to see the work in action and being done. Hopefully you're able to um, have this experience parallel your experience so that you can do better for yourself. All right. So me versus me. Thank you for listening. Share the podcast. And um, yeah, you, I'm Courtney Brain underscore on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Cortonius. Quote, yeah, just Cortonius. That's like my philosophical name, but I'm, I'm just having fun on Twitter expressing opinions and shit like that. But yeah, um, I appreciate y'all. Oh, yep, time for me to go. All right, until next time, stay sex positive. <laughs>